welcome to the third episode of the Young Pro Show. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. Uh, appreciate everybody that's reaching out. Appreciate the reviews, the rates. Uh, you know, on Apple Podcast, feel free to rate the podcast, review the podcast online. It really just helps more people be able to find the podcast. Um, so appreciate those that have been supportive of the journey thus far. Tonight, today, I have a fantastic guest on. Uh, you know, last week we had somebody that was in the early parts of their career, so early as in they haven't even started yet, still going, finishing up Masters. This year, excuse me, this week, we have a guest that is uh, a little more seasoned, has some experience under his belt. Uh, I'm pumped to hear uh, the insights that he's going to have, that he will share. I don't even know where to start with introducing this guy. He is a father, a husband, son, brother. Uh, he's a leader. He's a genius might be a strong term. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we have my teammate from Hitchings Insurance, Brock Coleman. Brock, how are we doing this week? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Dude, of course, man. Of course. You know, it's funny. Uh, so as I mentioned, yeah, a teammate of mine at Hitchings. I'm trying to. I was trying to think of what my first memory was of you from Hitchings. Uh, and I remember being pretty early on there, and you, you know, introducing me to you know a customer, somebody that was in the office, and you looking at me and saying, "Yeah, you know, this is uh, my teammate Dom." And I, when you said my teammate, I'm pretty sure I literally like my head turned around and I looked behind me. I'm like, my teammate. <laughs> I'm like, are we playing basketball? Like, are we playing pickup? Like, uh, but I don't know. It was just really cool. You know, I was confused at the moment, uh, but I think it actually does speak volumes to the culture and the atmosphere that we have at Hitchings, uh, that we really are a team and everybody has their individual role, you know, for the good of the team. But as much as everyone probably wants to listen to us talk about insurance, that's not what we're going to talk about the whole night. <laughs> the other thing that Brock is famous for is his Funny Riddle Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I like to laugh. I like to laugh. Is I guess I I was kind of reading up about it and uh, something. Uh, I was in a leadership seminar and, and one of the things was is is you know make a team, make a make a friend laugh, make a teammate laugh, and you know it, you don't know how far that 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 little comment that little laugh makes. Uh, how far it goes with that person. You don't know what kind of day they're having or whatever it is. So, yeah, it's kind of lighten the mood. Usually on a Friday. Fridays are fun. You got the weekend coming up. So it's something I kind of started. And, uh, oh, I, I think we've come up with some pretty good ones over, over the past weeks. Yeah, yeah, they've been great. Um, I don't want – if you don't want to, you know, reveal your secret, I'm not asking you to spill your guts. But do you just, like, buy a bag of Laffy Taffies and read them off the back? Or where do you get <laughs> these things from? You know, I – I uh, I do a lot of research on these uh, <laughs> hours on top of hours. I mean, no, it, it, you know, the internet's a great thing. Uh, Google is your friend, I guess. Uh, two of my favorites. I was looking them up the other night, trying to find my favorite ones that you had used. Two of my favorites. The one was recently <laughs> says, "Why was the teacher cross-eyed? Because his pupils got out of control." <laughs> well, I, I I try to I try to find ones. I bet you I'll, I'll read through probably fifty of them. 
before I find one that <laughs> makes me laugh. You know, I mean, if it's not gonna make me laugh, then it's not worth sharing with my teammates. So hey, that's right. That's right. All right, so let's get into young Brock Coleman. Let's take back you're 18 years old. Uh, so this podcast, you know, for those of you who maybe listening to the first time, talk about careers, talk about jobs, and just kind of talk about you know the career paths, different career paths that people take, um, and how they are actively working today to reach their long-term goals and their dreams. So let's go back to when you're 18, Brock. And at that time, what were your career goals? If you can remember, like, what did you want to do? You know, when somebody said you graduate high school and they say, all right, Brock, now what? What was your answer? Yeah, I was, I was a little different. I kind of knew what I wanted to do at 18. Um, I wanted to be a funeral director. I was just, I want to be a mortician. I, I had a job lined up with a, a local, uh, local firm. Um, I kept working outside. Yeah, I wanted to start at the bottom and, and learn everything. Uh, I wanted to be uh, the person that knew everything from start to finish. And so that's what I did. I started working out of, out of high school uh, in a cemetery. And then just my whole goal was to, to be a funeral director. And, and I knew I needed some education. And I needed to go to a mortuary school down in Cincinnati. And that, that's, that was my plan the whole, the whole time, right out of high school. So at what point, you know, because obviously that is not a highly sought out uh, career industry. Like at what point or what made you want to go into that field? You know, honestly, well, I grew up on a farm um, ever since I was a kid. I mean, I was on a tractor, uh, anything you can think of we were doing. And I, I knew I couldn't farm at 18 years old. You know, my mom and dad weren't ready to retire. I had an older brother and a younger brother. And the timing wasn't right. So I needed, I knew I needed something else. I, I always wanted to work with, um, work with public. Uh, I like people, I like dealing with people. And when I was a kid, actually, I can remember uh, going into the funeral when my grandma died. And huh. I remember uh, a gentleman taking me by the hand, taking me in the lounge when my mom and dad went in and, and, and viewed for the first time. And, and it really helped me. And I figured I'd return a couple of favors uh, when I could. So that, that's kind of the, the gist of how I got started. Huh. Wow. That is cool. That is not, you know, I mean, I knew that you were a mortician before, uh, you know, getting into insurance, but I did not realize that that was something that you uh, desired. You know, that was something you sought out and said, this is what I want to do, uh, you know, and that's what you got your education in. And that's what first job was uh, out of school. So, yeah. so obviously, I, sorry, go ahead. No, no I, I was, I was lucky. Uh, I, the guys I worked for, who I still have a good relationship with, great guys, they were very smart in, they said, look, you know, this may not be for you. So, you know, don't set your sights on this one career because you get into it and you don't like it. Uh, you don't want to be cornholed. So be as versatile as you possibly can. We want you to get a, an education in something other than mortuary science. And then that way you have something to fall back on. And so that, that's, I got a business degree first uh, before I went down. So um, I, I was lucky in that aspect that they were not only looking out for their, their firm, but they're looking out for me as well. Wow, that is pretty cool because that's something that is not, uh, you know, for them to be able to look out for you as the individual, not necessarily just as the employee. You know, somebody that's working for them is unique in those regards. 
So you graduated college. You got in as funeral director. How many years did you hold that position for? Ten. Ten years. For ten years. Okay. And looking back on it now, like what is – I mean, I guess like what do you miss the most about that position or what were some of the best parts of being a funeral director? The best – I guess some of the best parts were knowing, uh, knowing that you helped another person in one of the worst times of their lives. You, you, you did something for them that, um, not many other people could. And so, yeah, help, help, help them out. Um, you know, you, you deal with people at the worst times of their lives. So that was probably one of the things that was best about being a field director. Yeah, because that, I mean, obviously it would take a very special type of person to have that role, but especially to do that role well, uh, you know, that would, again, I don't think normal, you know, again, especially if you're in high school, most people would not think to go down that path, but I could see that, again, if you have that personality and know what to say, know how to, you know, handle a, a tense situation like that and just being able to help people out, that it could very well be a very rewarding career and a rewarding job that most people would not, you know, first thing think of. Yep. You know, yeah, it's, um, it it was rewarding, but it was also taxing as well. I mean, you you are, it's a high stress. I mean, you, you deal with people and, um, long hours, um, holidays, weekends, evenings. So, and it's emotional. I mean, you can't help uh, but get attached to, to some of these people and feel for them uh, of what they're going through. Um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of good people in this world, and when, when you see them hurting in that a- aspect in a funeral home, um, yeah, it, it's taxing as well. Yeah, for sure. Because to being around, I mean, obviously, you know, and a lot of jobs are like that. You know, uh, customer service—you have to put on a face, but you're dealing every single day with people that are most times probably, you know, heartbroken. They're again, you know, even if it's somebody that was an expected situation, they're still going to be heartbroken. It's still a sad time in very small circumstances. It can be happy depending on, um, you know, suffering at the end of the life and such, but more times than not, yeah, it would yeah. – um, I'm trying to think. You know, just like the atmosphere every single day working with people. Um, yeah, I can definitely see how that would be extremely taxing. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's extremely taxing, but, um, you know, it is a lot of uh, a lot of value in it too. You feel like you, at the end of the day, most times you help somebody out. So, um, yeah, it, 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 was a different, it was a different profession. Um, and I guess that, that's kind of one of the reasons I, I actually got out of it was the taxing part of it and, and, and the long hours uh, to do things that you couldn't do on, uh, on it with, a, with a, I guess a normal job, I would say, normal hours. Right. So then, so after being a funeral director for 10 years, you transition into this role into insurance. What initially... Uh, you know, got your foot in the door. What made you get into, you know, specifically with Hitchings? Uh, but what kind of opened your eyes up to the insurance world? Uh, so 
I, I like dealing with people and I knew I wanted to keep dealing with people. Um, when I started looking to get out of the field director role, you know, I knew I didn't want to go to a large company. Um, it just wasn't me. I knew my personality and I, that, that just wasn't, wasn't where I wanted to be. Uh, I was with a family firm before and I kind of liked it. Um, I liked the close knit of the family firms. And so that, you know, Hitchings was right down the road. Um, and I, I knew some of the owners. Uh, the other thing was, is I looked at what, what I liked the most. And one of them was ag. I, I liked ag. Um, I grew up on a farm, and I always wanted to get kind of back into it. Uh, like I said, it wasn't the right timing when I got out of high school to farm. Um, but I figured the next best thing would be to work in the ag industry, and, and that's kind of where I wanted to go was working with, with farmers. Um, and, and then so I kind of got an interview and got a, kind of got a second interview, and, and it was the right time for them. And so uh, it, it worked out perfectly. It worked out perfectly for me. Cause you, uh, so the managing partner or managing partners at Hitchings with Ryan and Lee, you knew them before starting at Hitchings, correct? Yeah, I, I knew them before. Actually, I had my, my insurance there at, at the agency. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and with, uh, one managing partners, Ryan, I had known him since I was a little kid. So he was, he was younger. He was younger than I was. Um, friends with my, my little brother and just kind of caught wind that hey they might be looking for somebody in, in the need and it kind of intrigued me and so we sat down and talked about it and, and yeah made the move awesome so now being in okay so now how long have you been in insurance at this point how long have you been at Hitchings uh, a little four years so I started in 2015 okay Okay, so 2015, uh, so coming on five years this year. Uh, so now, you know, you talked about the pros with being a funeral director, and again, while it was taxing, but you're also there to support people there for them in that time, you know, when they really need support the most, uh, you know, and that was your role yeah. within the funeral director. So with insurance, how do you – you know, essentially, you know, how do you feel like you are making a positive impact on those around you? So before I was, you know, I dealt with, with people after they had the tragedy. And now what I do is I try and prepare people to be ready for, for, for a tragedy um, and, and get things insured. So, um, you know, protect finance and assets. That, that's what you always hear. Um, so that's what make sure that they have the right coverage for um for a, for a fire, for a tornado, for some from a major uh, catastrophe in their, in their life, and a lot of times people don't understand how insurance works. And I think the easiest, the best thing to do that I've found out is just this, you know, explain it to them. But explain it to them in layman's terms to where they understand. I mean, they don't need to know uh, the ins and outs. I mean, that's what you're there for. I guess, in my opinion, uh, we're the professionals and explain what they're paying for. That right there, that needs to be the slogan of Brock Coleman, right? That needs to go on your business card. <laughs> you dealt with people after the tragedy, and now you deal with them before. That is 
awesome. That is cool. You know, that I would not have come up with that myself. And I'm sure that's not the first time, you know, you've said that or thought about that saying, but that's cool that you're still dealing with people in that time, but it's just obviously beforehand and saying, okay, let's prepare for this. Um, you know, I mean, obviously specifically with life insurance, but even with, you know, any type of insurance, you know, any type of tragedy, being able to lay everything out on the table and say, this is everything I have. This is what I need protected and get it protected, you know, and being able to yep. explain that in a way that makes sense to them, that protects them. And they say, okay, cool. You know, and they put their trust in you before anything happens compared to, okay, well now we've had this sad experience and let's go to Brock and he's going to take care of us. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, when I go into, into business with somebody personally, you know, when I want to walk out of their, their office knowing and understanding what what we're getting into you know and so that's that's why I, I try to treat you know if I, if that's why i want it why would why would i not treat my clients like that as well and make sure they get the same things that i want for sure that is awesome so now again so 10 years funeral director almost five years four years insurance what is uh you know generally speaking where do you think you'll see yourself you know 15 20 years down the road uh, 15, 20 years down the road, um, same place where I'm at right now. Honestly, I mean, same agency. Um, I, it, it's, it's a great atmosphere and, and actually with a, with a bigger book of business, it would be the idea. You know, I like what I do. Um, I do. I, I like what I do. I like dealing with, um, the people in this community and, you know, you see people out, out and about, whether it's out to eat or at a sporting event, and hey, how you doing? And it's just, it's it's a good feeling to know, hey, I, I helped them out. And I I really see myself here. Um, grew up around here. It's not like I I don't want to retire um, down to Florida or or out to Arizona. Um, I like it here. So it's 15, 20 years, kind of finishing out my career. Um, I'm a little older than you are, Dom. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, 15, 20 years, um, so right here where I'm at now. Um, that is awesome. I'd be happy with that. That is awesome. So last question I have for you for uh, the interview then, Brock, is kind of it's the mission state. It's the tagline of the Young Pro Show. So what are, you know, and you mentioned your goal 15, 20 years down the road is to – be where you're at, have a larger book of business, uh, to be happy, to be helping those around you. You know, that's what you're doing now. And that's what, you know, you want to be doing for the next couple of decades. Uh, but what are you doing today? What are you doing on, as we're recording this podcast, January 16th, what are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow? Uh, set goals. I, I, I'm setting goals to, uh, move forward. Um, you know, and just going into it as uh, people matter. Uh, if I tr treat people as if they matter and I, I, I treat them well, they are going to come back. Um, so, and, and, and that's how I'm building a book of businesses, you know, the same way I, I, I would come back to somebody. If I'm treated well, they're going to send their friends, they're going to send their, their, um, their family members and build that reputation, build that reputation. 
and uh, the rest takes care of itself. Uh, I really feel that if you treat uh, people as if they matter, the rest will fall fall in line for you. So that's kind of what I'm doing uh, to gain my my future. That is awesome. I love it. Those are two great, great things that you are doing today, setting goals, you know, goals I feel like are so undervalued, you know, just always having that carrot in front of you, always having something to chase after, always, you know, every single day when you come into work, being able to say, okay, I'm trying to reach this goal, being able to reach something is a great way to obtain those long-term goals and put the nail on the head. And with your experience, you know, especially with dealing with people, you know, in potentially their worst times of their lives, you know, being able to realize that people matter. And it, it sounds so simple, but a lot of times I feel like we and most people, you know, forget that concept, you know, forget. Yeah. Um, it, it's so simple, but <clears throat> it can be easily glossed over and just moved on to the next thing. You think, oh, I'm just trying to finish this policy or I'm trying to, uh, you know, whatever your industry, your job may be, but in our circumstance, rather than just trying to finish the policy, get it off the table, get it done, being able to take a take a step back and say, people matter. I want to do what's best for you, and I want to take my time on this. Yep. yep exactly. Awesome. Whew. That's the whew. That's good, Brock. Thank <laughs> you, man. Uh, appreciate. I thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, of course. I know that you're a busy, busy man. You're probably going to your next podcast interview after this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I appreciate you taking the time to uh, be on the show, kind of share the insights that you have had within your industries and kind of your story. Um, something that I you know, have a passion for and love talking to people about uh, and just trying to try and do just take insights, you know, that you may have within your experience and I may have with my limited experience in Boom, just create content for people to listen to and hopefully people enjoy. So, again, thanks again for your time, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one, Brock. Thanks, hey, bro. I, I appreciate it, Dom. Thanks for having me on.